0: From the City of Angels, you are listening to the James Salazar Media Podcast. On today's episode, take two of God and the Universe. So let me strike the music and I'll meet you on the other side. Engage. Hey it's not what you're It's one small step for man, one giant leap for man. Say hello to my new friend! I am the father I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody! What's up, savages? And welcome to the James Salazar Media Podcast Where you get your weekly dose of pop culture, politics, and futurism Hi, I am your host, James Salazar The former mentioned name A.K.A. The Media So I want to make an apology uh, About my last podcast Unfortunately uh, I did a first version where I rambled on and blah, 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 all that stuff, and I didn't like it because I was tired and I just woke up and it wasn't my best. I thought I disregarded it and went on to the subject of the podcast, God in the Universe, starting the new uh, segment called Something to Believe in. And, unfortunately, because I was... Late with the podcast, and I was in a hurry. I posted the part i didn't like and the part I did like and so you were uh presented with a podcast where I'm rambling on saying silly stuff i don't even know if it was coherent and not even getting to the subject till like a half hour later and if you at that time have uh <laughs> disregarded it or wondering what is this guy saying it was not intended to be posted um, and that's what happens uh, when you don't edit when you don't go back over your stuff and when you do things in a hurry you know I tell my daughter always uh, you better do it right the first time because you got to make time the second time which I'm doing now and uh, finish what you start Amongst other values. So, um, yes. It was not thorough. And uh, I let a bad product go out. And I want to apologize for that. I mean, sometimes my bad product usually consists of my audio. And uh, not good. But I try to come out with good content to offset the audio. And I just let a turd out. (laughs) Put it on, <laughs> popped it up on the podcast, and just want to apologize to everyone. So I'm gonna attempt to do this again, because if you were trying to hear the subject about God and the universe, you didn't get to it to like 30 to 45 minutes into the podcast, um, and that was unfortunate. And you might have turned it off by then. So we are right now gonna rediscover or no, redo, re-implement, take two of God and the universe. Hold on to your hats and glasses, because this is what we're doing. So my second attempt at uh, God and the universe. Uh, This segment I will be doing, uh, hopefully once a month, called Something to Believe In, where I tell you about my core beliefs, and I tell you why you believe it, and uh, maybe defend it against um, opposing ideas. And um, these are ideas I've thought about since I was 12 years old, vacillated back and forth as I became more educated on life and on literature and on subjects in general. And there is no promise that um, I w- these will stay what they are as they are now, um, because life has a way of teaching you new lessons, right? So, it is what it is. God in the universe. I s- think systematically, and I have plenty of beliefs at the what you call it, towards the top of the pyramid, when it comes to abortion, when it comes to freedom, when it comes to... Republicanism, uh, when it comes to mindsets and modalities, it, they all come from a foundation a p- built upon another and built upon another. And if you follow that foundation all the way down, it generally starts off with, I believe there's a God. Now, we're not going to get into what kind of God this might be, whether he's a God that is active in history or he's not. Um, we're just going to state the case why I believe there is a God rather than no God. Sounds simple enough? Now, philosophically, we have what you called causes or created beginnings. All right? Everything you see in the earth and the universe was caused by another event to its simplest form. You were caused by your parents getting freaky, um, the oceans. A road a cliff by the sea came through the erosion of the ocean. Some gangster getting shot on the street was probably uh, disrespecting somebody's home girl <laughs> There's a cause, and there's an effect so uh, Something created a circumstance and there was an effect of that circumstance and everything has a cause. No, not everything has a cause, sorry. (laughs) Everything that has a beginning has a cause or was created and is not eternal. But not everything that exists has a cause or a beginning. Do you understand the statement? Everything that has a beginning has a cause, has a start, has a beginning. But not everything that exists has a cause or a beginning. It could be uncaused, uncreated, and eternal. Now, and we got two candidates for that. God or the universe. Universe. So, everything that has a beginning has a cause and was created by the originator of all creation, of all beginnings, or all causes. That is either an, an eternal being, or an eternal reality, or eternal universe. So, let me just get the ridiculous question out of the way Who created God, and who created the universe? It is ridiculous to ask the universe or God who created it because the uncreated can never be created. The amount of faith that it takes to believe in an eternal universe takes about the same faith to believe in an eternal God. I believe it takes more faith for the universe based on science and what we see. Not on the science of what we hope or theory. There are explanations, and we will get into them, about an eternal universe. But according to the laws that we see, there's nothing eternal about the universe. And we'll get into that. Which leaves us, was an eternal God, which I cannot produce with my hand, but it is a logical deduction based on complexity of our universe and everything in it and the ideas and the lack of eternal laws working for the universe. hope this makes sense. But who created God? Who created God? The universe asking the eternal when it was created, when it was started, when it was beginning is a fundamental misunderstanding of what infinity means. Infinite has no beginning, no end. A different reality. We're not talking about time. We're not talking about time. This thing lives outside of time. Time is something that we use to calculate the the passing uh, of moments, and we'll see if we believe in eternal moments or our moments are sequential. They may seem sequential, sequential, but are they? So, are two candidates for all existence: a uncaused cause. An originator of all creation is either God or the universe. Right? Hope you're following me. There's, there's not what, well, at least I do not know, of a third subject. Um, now, you might say, well, aliens created this reality. And that's fine. If, if aliens created that reality, then those Aliens, who created those aliens, right? If they're not eternal. But if you're going to point out to me to an eternal alien that created this simulation, then I'll have to point out to you, well, that's God. You just call him an alien, and I'm calling him God. But if they're not eternal, then you still got to answer the question, Who who caused them, who caused their beginning? And there has to be an outside answer for this circle of creation, circle of causes, circle of beginnings. Someone has something has to be outside it to be the initial cause cause. The originator of where all causes begin. Could be the universe. Could be God. So let's talk about The eternal universe. No, let's talk about the eternal God. That's right. But look at the universe and everything in it. And if it was universal and it caused everything that exists... Let alone we're not getting into why I, I don't think scientifically the the stuff of the universe and what it's made up does not speak of eternalness given the first and second law of thermodynamics. Um, if there's not a mind, a designer creating these worlds, this universe, if there's not an intelligence attached to the universe, then obviously, this all happened by mistake. Because only things that are planned out, thought out, designed, can be created With a purpose. And for a reason. The universe has no intelligence. It exists forever. And always has and always will exist. And there's no intelligence attached to its creative process. And we're using creative process even as a word that denotes uh, ideas. It happened to bring out what we have now, by accident. Of course, they say we are randomly brought together and there's no purpose and there's no reason why we are. We we are what we are because there's no intelligence attached to what has been brought about. So one of the very first attributes for an eternal universe has to be that everything came about by accident for no good reason. Which is opposite when you look at God, right? you look at God, if you look at the universe as it is, we look at the complexity of the universe. We look at how laws of the universe are discoverable and that we are able to find them. That the universe is like a puzzle waiting for us to find pieces, we already know what pieces are missing and that we expect to find in the future with information or, or, or knowledge or through uh, discovery and um, adventure. We hope to fill the whole periodic table and um, we, we'll hope to, to map out the whole genome that everything seems like a good idea, like a book, right? Like a book. The DNA code, the book of the DNA, is so complex, so diverse, and so put together in a way that makes total sense to those who study it, that they can hack into it like a, like a uh, hacker can hack into a program created and designed by a programmer. Those people just looking at the complexity of the, uh, it's like thinking uh, war and peace. um, It's like me getting ink in my hand and a thousand pages of paper and uh, cutting the hide off a cow, throwing them in the microwave, pulling them out, and coming out with war and peace. I don't know how scientists do it because there's nothing random about science science exists because of as a uh, reaction that there are things to be discovered about the universe that are not random but actually calculated and testable and there's an expectancy from nature that it can be discovered, it's nuts. I don't get it. They have to believe in theories that allow them to hold their anti-creationist view. And we're not going to get into no six-day creation. We might, I don't know. Or um, this idea that you can have a world that's fascinated and and it follows laws and it's unique in every single way and complex all the way down to the very cell to the very to a uh, the most biggest thing like a black hole I believe God created it for us to discover to ultimately show his greatness it's funny people are like oh. if God created the universe they, they expect to find like a a sign <laughs> at the edge of the universe saying still under construction or something no, God is a God to create a universe it has to be once you think you got the limits of that God, He shows you how unlimited He is. How powerful He is. As they look deeper and deeper into the universe with better cameras, we see how much bigger the universe is. How much vaster and complex. You know, they're trying to find the theory of everything. The theory that explains everything we have in this universe, because so far none of their theories are coming out. And their major theory is this. And let me tell you how they explain that the universe is eternal: is that there are multiple, multiple realities, that we're just one of them. We're like in a bubble universe. Where each bubble is a a universe of its own. And there's. Infinite amount of them. And they all vary from. Minute verification. uh, Minute. uh, Differences. To all the way grand. Nothing like our universe. Nothing that we can conceive. And we're nothing special. We're nothing unique. Because when you. When You mix infinity with random and chaotic processes, you will eventually come out with a universe of order. So what they're saying, if you got like a million stacks of, of cards, you got a million stacks of cards... And this is this is not an accurate number. This is it, it. The number is way higher than what I'm giving you the example. But I'm going to give you an example to tell you how far fetched it is. with just a limited uh, amount of of the number. You get a million stacks of cards, and you take out every joker out of those million million uh, cards. And some decks have two jokers, some have one. They take them all out. Take them all out. Two million, two million jokers all out of the million decks of playing cards and you put one in in the middle and you shuffle a million times a million times you're done with the shuffle you stand on this super super high tower and you take the card off the very first card off the deck of the million decks, it would only has one joker, and you flip it over, and it's a joker on top. That's what they said would happen. See, there are as there, the probability of that happening is is way higher than actually believing that there's a god. When it comes to when you when you're just dealing with statistics and numbers. It is easier with numbers to believe that God created everything than a random universe creating what we have. But they say, we don't know any different because we live in this universe. It was bound to create the universe. It was bound to create the universe that we have. Sooner or later. And we think it's unique because we live in that one universe. Just like somebody else would. Now, this is a theory. And there's a string theory, uh, different realities, and it's very close to the same thing. But the fact of the matter is, the universe is not ter- eternal. It's a part of an, a, 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 a different universe that is infinite. And we are just one reality in that there's no way to prove that. And this is why they, uh, the Hedron Collider, and this is why they're colliding things and they're looking for the theory to everything that, that can somehow open a door to prove that theory. Somehow, some way, we can see some kind of proof of extra dimensions and extra realities. But as far as we know, the second law. The first law of thermodynamics is that everything's made up of what? Matter. And that matter has a limited amount of energy and it is burning out of it. The universe at, that we live in right now, that all we know of, and we know of nothing outside of it, we know that is burning down. We know it had a start. It's called the Big Bang. And we know that eventually it's going to have an end. It's going to eventually fly apart so wide that we're going to lose all power, all the radiation, everything, the light of the universe. It will blow so far apart that it will cease to exist. It's called a big rip. I mean, not totally cease to exist, but... um, it, it will definitely grow cold and black, and all the energy and radiation of the universe will die down, like a fire left on a camp in a rain. <laughs> or some believe it's going to bounce back somehow, just like 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 a like a um. Like a bungee cord. But instead of it coming back halfway. It goes all the way back. Comes back and re-explodes again. And that's how it's uh, um, eternal. But we don't see that in nature anywhere. We don't see those supernovas. uh, Exploding and everything coming back. And we don't see it anywhere. It's just a hypothesis. But it's better than believing in God. At least for them. Because I think... they have some have a thing against God and other ones just um think that once you put God in there it you you you, you it limits you from discovery anymore. If you try to, if you put God in the as the answer, uh you won't push beyond for more information. And that's silly because science was created by Christians. So um it didn't do that for them. They believe that God has put nature there for us to discover for a reason, for our intellect and for His glory. You know? And the idea that we came out by mistake is foolish. And people say, what about aliens? Well, aliens will prove that the universe is eternal. I don't see that. Let me tell you something. The complexity of a human being... It's much like um getting all the parts of a uh, Ford Mustang, putting them all out, every single rivet all separated. All separated. Nothing attached to another. Everything that goes into a brand new Ford Mustang. Everything. And just putting it out in the parking lot and walking away. And the next day it's all assembled. What are the statistic numbers of that happening? It's highly unlikely. And if you were on some planet. And you will saw a Ford Mustang drove by. you would be saying, oh my god. What is the, chance, what is the random chances of that happening? Man, the universe is strange. But then another one comes by, different color. You'd be what are the chances of that happening? Two of them. Well, see, those numbers double that the likeliness that would happen by accident. Then a third one comes by. You would say, wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody's making these around the corner. You would eventually wake up and get a clue. That, no, somebody's putting these together and going by. That's exactly how I see the universe. If we find more life on the universe, intelligent life, this still didn't happen by accident. That doesn't prove it happened by accident. It proves that it's highly unlikely that, that, is both, that three or four hundred races happened by mistake? Oh no. It, it it would prove to me that this is a plan by God. So now it does have an effect on religions like Christianity and um, Islam and all the other religions. It, it, it does uh, affect those things but it does not affect whether there's a God or not because those races of new aliens have to be created by God, too. And, it's, and every new race you find is, makes it highly, the numbers grow higher, the statistic grows higher that those who happen by mistake will become a, such an impossible number, it would be ridiculous to even consider. Barely got that thought out. Shit. So So let's say this: The idea if it was an eternal God and an eternal universe. Um, I think this universe looks like a, a, a universe created by uh, an idea, by a mind. And that when God said let there be and when Genesis says Genesis says in the beginning God and God created the heavens and the earth God did not create outside of himself nor a part of him, himself. I believe that we are part of the mind of God. Just like you can daydream um I believe and create worlds in your mind. I definitely believe that our existence exists in the mind of God, because because if we were going to take part of what is eternal, we would be eternal. But we're not, and probably in the nature of everything, God can't do everything. He cannot make what has a beginning eternal. So I don't think the universe is divine, nor has a mind, nor does randomness create order. I know a lot of people like to think, and that's something, you know, I need to prove there's a God. Yes, I always concede that I need to prove and I need to tell the reason and explain why I believe there's a God. But they need to prove, the scientists, they need to prove that randomness produces order in our universe. We are all part of God. God's omnipotent. God is infinite. This is why if God allows us, we will have eternal life. We will live from our creation on. God is transcendent. And we don't understand God fully. We won't ever. And some critics might be right that our idea to put these religions together are based upon our blink understanding that there is a god and um and we'll get into why i believe god is active and wants to be a part of his creation's life god designed the universe so I'm trying to think of my last thoughts. What else do I want to say about this? So, if God created the universe, did He create it in six days? And did He. uh... Well, and let me tell you, I'm just going to explain something. And I vacillate between these two ideas. And I hope you uh, comment about this. The idea that um, evolution uh, became randomly, and um, evolution never really answers why there 's life out of a rock it doesn 't how it doesn 't explain how we get no life to life. I believe if there 's any kind of evolution, it is directed evolution where God evolved the human species to house the human soul and once when, when that when it evolved to that point, God breathed the breath of life and put a soul into us. It's like, it's like having a very advanced program. Super advanced program. But they don't have the hardware ready for it yet. And we need to go through time before they can make it. Right? The guy, it doesn't have the power uh, requirements. <laughs> so uh, once God evolved man. Once we got evolved man, uh, I think God, I personally, and this is where my Christianity comes in. Once um, God, God breathed a breath of life into um, uh, that being, separated them into the garden. Or you can believe in six-day creation. Why is six-day creation? If God can make the universe in one second with the Big Bang, he surely can make the earth habitable in six days. What is the requirement, right? Well, if you look at the Ford, the very first Ford, the very first car, I think it took about 13 days to make. Once it was all conceived and made. Thirteen days to make. Right? Now we can make a car that's way more advanced. And we can make it in less than 13 hours. And what are, what, and what are the requirements for us to make that, to do that? Number one, do we need the power requirements to do that? We need power and information. That makes that process that de- took thirteen days down to thir- less than thirteen hours. That's all you need. And if you would take Henry Ford, and he would look at the, the Mustang today, or the car, the car today, and tell him, "You see this thing? This thing took less than thirteen hours to make." He will say it is impossible. It's against nature. It's impossible. But he's not taking into account of how much knowledge we have gained and how much power we are able to harness. Now, we look at the earth and the six-day creation, which looks like it took millions upon millions of years, maybe billions, And if we could speed up that process, what will we need? Even today, we'll need power and knowledge. And when you have a God that is all knowledgeable and all powerful, six days might sound like a long might sound like a long time. We're looking at the universe and how what will it take us? To create. A solar system. And we know now. We know now. If you're a futurist. And I'm a futurist. We know now. in maybe two to three thousand years. Of human evolution. And human. um, um, Ingenuity and science. That we might be able to create. Our own solar systems. And that might take a long time at first. Might take like. 50 years to create it once we have the power requirements and the knowledge it might take 50 years but as our knowledge requirements and our power requirements gain we'll probably get that down to a shorter time and someday if man does not kill each other and we survive all the the ills of of the universe coming at us someday We'll be able to create Earth Faster Than six days If we are on trajectories that we're on We'll become one of those societies That control universes That control galaxies Not universes, probably galaxies The outcome of them We'll definitely be one who can create uh, solar systems. And create an Earth, we'll probably can do that within like a day. We'll probably, our terraforming abilities, once we get like a good 100 years past doing them, we, that process will be sped up too through knowledge and power. And we'll be able to make uh, the Earth or the universe, I mean, or, the, or galaxy or solar system, within six days then, then the story of creation won't look so stupid it won't sound so ridiculous because people are short-sighted with power and knowledge if you can harness the power to create a galaxy and you can, and you know the knowledge of how to do that through so discovery and science, of course we'll be able to do that. And when you look at God, the ultimate knowledge and the ultimate power, like I said, six days will sound like freaking too long. You will say, God, you need to get a better contractor because I can do it in three That's all I'm saying. I think I exhausted this subject. Please, if you think I'm stupid, stupid, and you disagree with everything I say, please put it in an email at jamesolizarmedia at gmail.com, and I will discuss it on our next things Something to Believe in. For sure. For sure, for sure. Or if you agree, or if 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 I didn't cover something that you thought was critical... Please put that in an email. I would like to read it. I'll read your name. I'll give you the props. And also, that idea about, um, let me just say this before because it's not right. Um, the idea is that uh, when you have more, when you see more alien races, that that is more, those numbers of humans coming by accident, they double with every race you see. Comes from a uh, scientist called uh, David medved um so i want to give him the props that's his idea so and and he spoke to me that totally makes sense you know the statistics the idea that we came out came out with random processes um are so high and so unbelievable that every new race that comes in to existence that we find out doubles those statistics makes it morally more highly unlikely that we came out by accident. So my friends, you can follow me on any of my Insta- any of my social media platforms, uh Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, Pinterest, um I'm still on them all. Oh. Just drop a line. Type in James Salazar Media and um uh I should come up hey if you like the podcast please subscribe to the podcast please leave me a good review save your bad review <laughs> please leave me a good review give me a five stars so i can start getting some traction please people and uh if you like what i'm doing just you know put a little bit out there even if you think i'm wrong but you like the subject put give me five stars cuz i'm still i'm going to start going through all these subjects um yeah so Let's do that. I'm still, if you're following the diet, if you're from the Life Podcast, you're following my diet, I'm still on it. I'm still trucking. Um, I'm definitely going to start my workout today, Thursday, and um, start going where no man has gone before with weight loss. Tracking with my ketogenic and intermittent fasting and uh, doing a uh, contest, a big, big, it wasn't a contest. I came out in in a Proposed it to the live podcast f- fandom. And this guy, Lou, decides to jump on my coattails and wants to challenge me. Uh, this guy is, this guy's the uh, abundance of original thought. Whatever. I digress. Uh, so, my friends, when the storms of life come against you and you find yourself... Wait a minute. I also am performing in June. Uh Faust. I am Faust. It'll be pre- performed in Pomona, California. You wanna fly out? You wanna come out? Uh everyone's invited. Um I will be forthcoming with the exact dates, but um I am Faust. Uh, this will be a little bit different. We're gonna do some little acting and singing. We're gonna, is it, it even flow in between them both, um, because we want those. Because we don't put subtitles on this this group of people, don't put subtitles. So they take the the major plot points in the opera and we speak them as an acting. So so you're not lost. If you find yourself on your knees, stand up, put your head up high, and say with my Since Jack Burton always says Gimme your best shot, strike the music.